0: Call Me Girl Boss is about sharing women small business owners' real, unfiltered, and relatable business journeys in Texas and California. I am your host, Jessica Ray Buck, a small business owner myself. I interview amazing women who share exactly how they got to where they are today. I hope this encourages anyone listening to start a business or get better in the business they are in. Hello, and thank you for choosing to listen to another episode of Don't Call Me Girl Boss. If this is the first episode you are listening to, thank you so much. I'm your host, Jessica, and I have women small business owners on here every week to kind of go over their journey, struggle, and just be relatable. Um, In the beginning, I always kind of share what's been going on with my business journey. I own my business, Sunless Ray, and right now... um, we are crazy busy, booked in Brea, California, where I have my salon, and we actually opened up more hours, and I was literally crying tears of joy. We had like 17 appointments on Wednesday, and that was like the most we've had in a year, and I'm sharing this not to gloat. I'm sharing it because there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's, things are going to get back to normal, so if you... Um, where you're living isn't completely open. If your business has been hindered, which all of ours has, there is a light and I promise it's going to get better. I am living proof of that. So just hang in there. I know Canada's still not open and it has been a long journey, but everyone who persevered, you will be rewarded for it. All the struggle and hurt from 2020 will come back and will not come back, but we will be rewarded for in 2021 as long as we still hang in. So I'm super excited about that. Austin, Texas, same thing. I do mobile spray tans in Austin and myself right now. Um, and I have been working on my new contract with, it's not with Amazon. It is with some partners who specialize in putting products on Amazon and have operations experience, just the things that I'm not good at, they're really good at, and I could just focus on the fun parts. So I'm not going to share too, too much in detail about that yet. Still going contract back to, back and forth, my lawyer, their lawyer, it's quite the process. So if you are thinking about, about bringing a partner on, just know that it is going to be, I would say two to three month process just with the back and forth. And this is something that I didn't think. I thought it would be like, yes, oh my gosh, let me sign on the dotted line and let's start tomorrow. (laughs) That's just not the case. But um, I'm so excited to share with you guys that information, more detail, sign a damn contract already, and be moving forward with it. But that's basically what's been going on with me. Um, I am finally putting my son in daycare two days a week. I watch him full time during the week and then I work at night doing spray tanning. So I feel like that's going to be a game changer when I have two half days a week to just focus on my business. I feel like I won't be cramming it in on a Saturday and Sunday and will actually have a little bit of my life back. So that's exciting. And then the guest that I have on this week, she was very different than the guests I normally have on. And normally, so how it works, if you're thinking about starting a podcast or maybe you just want to know how I run mine is, I get a guest and then I email them questions of what I think I'm going to ask them. And usually they're pretty on like, oh, okay, I'm going to go through these 20 questions. With Yeska, we maybe <laughs> I maybe asked like three or four of them. And that is totally fine because the conversation that we had and everything she shared was just so wonderful that I didn't even need to go through these questions because she kind of went through them organically. And we talked about things that were even better than the questions that I had. So I'm really excited for you to get to know her. She is definitely the most spiritual person I've had on here. I identify a little bit spiritually, but I love talking numerology and astrology. And I think all those things are just important, whether you believe it or not, it just gets you in the right mind space of thinking about those type of things about yourself. But um, she does numerology, astrology, and what she calls human design, which she's going to go over in the podcast, because before this, before talking to her, I had no idea what that meant. She's going to talk about how she got into this field, how to deal with people who are skeptical about what you do, and how rocking the boat is okay. And I just love talking to her. I could have talked to her for hours and hours, and um, I'm just so excited for you to get to know her too. So without further ado, here is Jessica. How old are your kids? 10, 6, and 1.
1: Wow, that's a big...
0: Yeah, age gap.
1: Yeah. My pregnancy sucked. And I was like, I had to kind of like work myself up. And then the last one I was like, I'm done. I'm 32. I'm done. It's over. We're done.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think about getting pregnant again. And it is just like your whole life is just different. I know.
1: I, I, I wish like if pregnancy was like normal for me, I probably would have like a bunch of kids. I would just popped them out, (laughs) (laughs) but um, I wanted a little village, but um, I got really, really sick. So oh. it was like hospital every week, IVs every day. Like, wow. It was That's horrible. how my sister-in-law
0: yeah. was. And so I kind of know what you're talking about because she was on the IVs, had to have a nurse come and give her fluids. Yeah. Like it was oh. really bad. Everything stops. Like, you know, people are like, it's like,
1: I couldn't like my business, my work. It was just like survival mode and french fries and crisps
0: all day so wow. well you're a warrior like, for doing it three times like yeah <laughs> it's worth it though they're really sweet my kids are like well they better be you better that.
1: tell them <laughs> just kidding what did i do i'm like do you know what i went through
0: really i cool. remember growing up my mom used to do that to me and like i hate her for it now like i don't say it yeah i don't say it really but like he's in your mind 10. you you know yeah.
1: <laughs> i know that too that like they're just kids and don't. i don't take anything they do personally like ever, and my life is so much better because of it. I'm like, oh, you're just a kid. You're just exploring the world in your own way. You don't get it. Like you can't, you can't control your emotions. I can hardly do that, and I'm an adult. You know, know? Right? So, yeah, my so, son's hitting puberty though, so he's in that age where he wants independence. Oh
0: God, he's ten.
1: He only gets so much, and it's like I just kind of tell him, like, I know, yeah, but you can't do that. I'm so sorry.
0: Yeah, I have a, my, I have a boy, and I'm interested to see the puberty and all of that potty trainings, like a whole new world. I'm like, "Mm, that's your dad's job. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My husband puts them to sleep
1: at night. I'm like, that's your job. You put the kids to sleep. I deal with them all day.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um, how have you been besides being a mother to three children? It's been good. It's been really calm and it's been, you know, I've done this.
1: So I got, I got a mentor, my first mentor ever with like business, business mentor, um, a couple of weeks back. She's Australian.
0: Is this a paid mentor?
1: Yeah, she's paid. So she's like a kind of like a coach, but I call her mentor really. Yeah. And she is, it's been amazing. Like the mind shift and having some, like, cause I've always mentored people, but I was like, I don't need anybody. And I was like, actually I do, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's been amazing. Like the shift that's happened, but it's just kind of been not right now is like really what I've been doing is focusing on the, um, I want to say like this really big theme of like people, and we'll talk about that in the interview, like people understanding, what would I put this, like why they do what they do. And I think we need a lot of that right now. I think a lot of people worldwide are kind of like just in survival mode mm-hmm. and they're not really questioning why they're doing what they're doing half the time. And that's in terms of relationships in terms of business, anything. So like, that's what I've really, really been on a trip right now is like, why are you doing that? You know, Mm -hmm. I've been on this really big trip of like kind of this really big autonomy trip, which I think was one of the questions, you know, what's an autonomy mentor. And we can talk about that is like this new phrase I've had lately has been like, a lot of people have been coming to me and been like, Oh, my husband, he doesn't support me this or that. And there's like, Get a new husband. <laughs> you know. And I'm like, I've been married for 11 years. I so don't say that lightly, but I actually got that from my husband. I was like, Oh, that's one client. She's, you know, anonymously. I'm like, she's dealing with this. And he's like, should she should get a new husband. <laughs> like, right? yeah. yeah. You know, but it's kind of like this sense of, it's not about changing the people around you. It's about changing yourself. So that's, what's been really big for me. That's what I've been how doing. That's you, what's
0: been happening. How did you find this coach and how did you choose her or him? I found her on the internet and through Facebook. It was
1: really serendipitous. And I've kind of known about her for a couple months. And then I realized that she was offering mentorships and I was like, I love her. Her, We are a lot alike in our style and the way we speak. And I really have this connection to Australia. A lot of my family friends growing up were Australian. So I was like, I need an Aussie. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and my dog is not too shepherd. So I don't know, maybe it's this whole thing. I'm on <laughs> subconsciously. You're like Aussie. Yes. Um, i have yeah, like Australians. This. a lot of people shop around for a mentor or a coach. Yeah. And what is the deciding factor of like, okay, I'm going to give this person money because you're, it's hard to trust someone and get, you know, it's not cheap. So it's like, what is the deciding factor?
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, for me with her, it was just, she's somebody, she's really in the same kind of wavelength. I am where it's not about like being, it's not hierarchical. It's not um, I'm above you or I'm better than you. It's more like, let's have a dialogue. Let's be sounding board and let's have this discussion and then giving the strategy and the help and really the accountability. And that's what I was looking for because everywhere else I was looking, it was almost like, it's almost like, um, did you ever watch that show and it was like Paris Hilton's best friend back in like the late early 2000s, yes, you know, right. That's yes. what it feels like. A lot of the coaching world feels like Paris Hilton's best friend show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this, person's, this person's my coach. And I'm like,
1: cool. Yeah. Good for you. You know, and it's, it's not that, I mean, it's not a bad thing, but it does remind me a little bit of like a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I should
0: make a parody of that on YouTube. That would probably get a lot of views. <laughs> yeah. I had another coach on here and she was talking about how important it is for her to have a coach. And Yeah, so- it is.
1: It is important to have a mentor. And for me, it's just like finding that person who really understood what I understood, which is that like, I'm not better than anybody. I just know different things. Yeah. And they're coming to me and we're, you know, exchanging information in a way or exchanging energy. happens to be money sometimes i'll do like mini sessions with people i'll be like buy me this kindle book that i really want and i'll (laughs) do like a mini reading for you because i'm like i'm gonna use my money to buy this that book anyways yeah barter i love bartering. yeah i I totally am up for that Mm. and i mean it's just you know for me it's that non-hierarchical thing of like i think we're in this system now where people are realizing you know we're, we're entering the aquarian age and we're in this place where like, there are no more, like, we're not looking up to leaders We're it's about looking more to ourselves. And I think that people are starting to shift towards that dynamic of, it's almost like people don't even look at idols anymore. For me, it's like, I really want to get, like, I don't believe I don't have any idols and I'm not saying that other people shouldn't, but it's just like, if people want to come on that trip, they're welcome to come. Like I've thought about that. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, know I I don't I I've never heard. had an idol. I've never had like I've never looked at celebrities and been like, oh my gosh, what if I met them? What would I do? It's like they're a human being,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I would just if I met somebody that I've listened to like musically, I guess. Who could I think of? Yoko Ono I really like Yoko Ono and if I could meet her it would be like okay this is amazing she's really cool she's done so much but it wouldn't be like fangirl you know what I mean I only fangirl over anime boys (laughs)
0: because in my spray tan career I've done a bunch of celebrities now and I haven't really I haven't got really starstruck but um I thought about it's like they're human beings, and they just (laughs) want a good service you know so I want to treat them like normal but there's Sandra Bullock in Austin Texas um, I'm in Austin and I was like, okay, I think if ever she called me, I think I would be starstruck. I think it would be like, it's the, there is, there's nothing wrong with an anticipation of
1: levels. So when somebody wants to be in your space and they hold that much energy, that means you hold a lot of energy. And that's mm-hmm. like a, that's a good feeling. Like, Ooh, I'm not worse, but like, I'm on the same wavelength as like a celebrity. That's cool. It takes a lot of energy to be around like these people without getting starstruck and it takes certain people to hold that energy. It's a really strong one. There's people who are famous for just being able to hang out with famous people. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kylie Jenner's best friend. Who's famous now.
0: Well, (laughs) she's Kardashian, the food God, like who the hell was before Kim,
1: but he's strong enough to hang out with her and treat her like a human being and actually have like equal discussions with this person, where it's like seeing each other as equals. And I think a lot of the time people say, well, these celebrities and these like, they just see us as lower. And, and Maybe they do in a way. But I think also like we allow ourselves to be seen as that when we become, you know, kind of like worshipers of people. So for me, it's really been about like smashing that idea for people. It's like, no, like they're not more worthy than you. They're not better than you. They're just on a, they're just a person who's on a wavelength of holding a lot of social energy that there's a, you know, a group, um, millions of people around them, like following them, putting their energy towards them. That doesn't make them better. And then, you know, that's kind of my trip right now. And then telling people a little bit into the money stuff, not too much. I want to go into that realm, but in my own fun way, because I've studied all of these things historically. So it's not for me, like talking about money, isn't about making it. It's more about understanding it and what it is. And for me, it's like, I've never had money blocks. Like I've never had a block around wanting money or having money. Maybe it's because I grew up poor. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the people who have money blocks are people who grew up like middle to upper middle class. And they're like, "How how will people treat me? And I'm rich. And I'm like, I don't care how people will treat me. I would love to be rich. Cause <laughs> like when I was growing up I had nothing, you know? Yeah. And I think it's this mentality of like, I never saw money or rich people as a bad thing. And it's more like, for me, it's about digging into that person and going, mm, what's like, your self-worth? What are you worth? You know, what, wh- who are you? Because I think we ask ourselves a lot, like, well, who am I? Who
0: mm-hmm. am I to
1: do this? And it's like, well, you're just as capable as some celebrity, because honestly, a lot of these celebrities get paid big money and followed, and they're not even the best actors, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. If we're just judging it by, like, the, the films of the past, the great films of the past,
0: a lot of actors,
1: it's like, what
0: well, it's they pay you that? about the talent it's everything that comes with it it's the personality it's the energy you don't necessarily need to be talented to well be... it's like okay Britney Spears like she's the girl can't sing that good but she works her butt off and can hold yeah
1: she like, can dance and she has a personality and she holds this energy and like And I think a lot of people, the cool thing about Britney Spears is like, she's become this axis of like people having discussions around how we treat celebrities Mm -hmm. like they're not human and how the world kind of attacked her when really she's in this horrible situation um, where she doesn't even own her own life essentially. And it's like, whoa, wait a second. Britney Spears, like, it's not as glamorous as we thought, you know? And I think people have been saying that for years, it's not glamorous and everybody's like, oh yeah, whatever in your mansion. But then they realize like, you have a mansion, but you can't make any decisions for yourself. Yeah. And that's where really I'm like getting into for people. It's like, Hey, you know, are you making your own decisions? I think a lot of the time we think we are, but we're really not making our own decisions. We're really allowing everything around us and the people around us in a society and like what our expectations are to shape how we make decisions. And I'm completely against that. I'm like, no, we can't do that. Yeah. And I feel like. Qualified enough to speak on it because I'm a mother of three and I, I do have a husband and I have these responsibilities, but I still make decisions that I want to make, you know, and it's still about like I, I always hated the term selfish, and I kind of came up with this term called self-morness. So self-morness, it's like you're not being selfish when you choose to do things for yourself. You're just making more of yourself. You're 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 making more space, and it's also um. I don't like the term sacrifice. So let's say like, I sacrifice, you know, um, watching my favorite show to work on my business or to spend time with my kids. It's like, no, you're just making more space for yourself that wants to be working on your business, yeah. that wants to be spending time with your family. You're not like sacrificing. Like, don't say that because that's, that's a yucky word. Like, let's say I'm just making more space that show is cool, but I really want to work on my business.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's Literally kind of been, that's for the whole this. thing. I was watching my Netflix show, but I'm like, here I am. Yeah. And
1: you're not sacrificing it. Like, Oh, I need it. You know, it's just like, Oh, I just, that's not as interesting as this right now. Yeah, And I think when we frame things in that way, we definitely like, we, we pivot more towards, okay, I'm more free now. I'm more, I'm making more decisions that I want to make for myself because I feel inspired to do it instead of, What's gonna make this, what's not, I think rocking the boat's a big thing right now. People are really afraid to rock the boat. I deal with a lot of people who are married and have kids like me, like I work with them. And a lot of stuff I see is like, oh, I'm afraid to like come out about my business online because my mother-in-law might say this or that. And I'm like, blocker. And they're like, well, I can't because I'll rock the boat. And I'm like, you're not, you're not going to make it to 95 on your deathbed or whatever. Hopefully we all make it to 95, 96, hundred, maybe you're not going to be in your deathbed and be like, oh, I wish I didn't rock the boat. Like you're gonna be like, damn, I wasted 20 years of my life, not doing what I did do because this woman (laughs) was going to say something else, (laughs) you know, in my life, who is my husband's mom, uh, didn't like what I was saying. You know what I'm saying? Like. I am really like getting this energy of telling people, you know, like, it's okay to rock the boat. It might have some crazy ramifications, but at the end of the day, you're going to be happy you did it. Like, you're going to regret more not doing things than doing things. And they'll probably get over it, you know, just like send them a gift basket or something
0: yeah so what is it you you would describe yourself that you do I know there's a few terms and I kind of put that in the um, interview questions but
1: yeah they're really like esoteric
0: right and I'm not even esoteric at all I'm very down to earth
1: but I just have this really esoteric like language and people like what the hell does that mean I'm like (laughs) it's just cool sounding guys but What I do essentially is, okay, so I actually, it's really funny. I just did some posts today because I think a lot of people are confused. Like, how do I work with you? And I'm like, well, here's how you work with me. So I use, so long story short, I've been studying numerology, astrology, I Ching, like spiritual stuff for almost 20 years now. I Started when I was 12. I went to this like mystic fair. It was actually supposed to be a Renaissance fair with my friend when I was 12. (laughs) And it turned out to be this, like, also had this, like, mystical side to it, where there were these, like, Wiccans and tarot cards. So I was like, what is this? And I'm totally into it because my dad's always been very spiritual and he is really into, like, the UFO stuff. So, okay. like, oh, right
0: now he must love life then. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, we're, yeah, he's like, I'm not surprised at this. Yeah, stuff, happening. this summer they're saying it's supposed to all come yeah. out. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's
1: like, we've, we've all been waiting for this, you know? And it's like, I mean, for people that are into ufos if they know the name bob lazar like i knew about bob lazar when i was like four or five <laughs> bob lazar came out in the 80s and i was four or five in like 93 94 i think my dad was talking about that like oh my gosh this guy this interview you've got to hear this and we would just have my dad really treated me as an equal we'd have these really cool discussions so i go to this renaissance fair that turns out to be a mystical fair and i'm already really open to this kind of stuff but i didn't know anything about tarot cards i didn't know anything about, i mean i'm this kid, you know? And I met some people there who were really cool and they over, it was like a three day thing. We camped out. So I really got to have these really wonderful discussions with these um, older folks, like in their fifties, some in their sixties who had been studying this stuff in the sixties, you know, (laughs) and um, it was really cool. Like it was, it was really neat. And I think I was really blessed because I was unschooled. So I didn't go to conventional school. And most of my friends when I was growing up were adults. So (laughs) I could speak to adults really easily as a, as a child. And I got to have like a lot of information. I was given, given tons of books, given tarot cards and kind of kept in touch with people who were doing this work, you know, through, um, I didn't have the internet, but through like posts, through phone calls and stuff. And just met mentors and people and just started like diving into the world of like, what is numer- you know numerology, the study of like the soul and like numbers and astrology. Of course, everybody knows what astrology is and really getting deep into it with people who have been studying it for, you know, 40 years before me and Reiki, I got Reiki trained like as a Reiki, I got Reiki attuned when I was like 15. <laughs> so wait, like, I'm not trying to sound like a, I've sometimes I feel like people, think of an old fogey a little bit but it's I was doing a lot of this stuff before anybody heard about it in the online sphere and so I kind of come at it from the old folks kind of perspective but with the new too but um yeah it just led me to all this stuff and then oh my goodness like 2017 I had been doing like numerology I'd been doing astrology for friends family people that I met at parties because I used to drink and like go out to parties (laughs) Like, what's your sign? What's your time of birth? Like, let me chart your stuff. You know, let's talk about this. And I was like, you know, I could do this and get paid for it. And I feel like it's time. And I don't think, I want to say though, I don't think people have to wait 15, 20 years to get paid to do it. Some people pop into it and I could have been getting paid to do it as a kid. Sometimes I look back and I'm like, I should have started a blog way back in the day. I'd be rich now, but I mean, I am rich. I'm rich in my life and i'm rich in my family and i am well off with money but i mean like i would have been in vogue okay yeah but i didn't i didn't have the internet until i was like 19 or so so yeah i was like way out in the middle of nowhere but um it's like you know for people out there who are like into this stuff if they contact this and they get into this and they feel this call to like do this as a living like to make a living to exchange through monetary means and they've been studying it for a year or two if they're good and they're giving people results, then like power to them. I don't believe in like going and studying on like a mountain for 20 years. I mean, don't be like me, don't wait. <laughs> don't wait, Just jump on the train now while you can, you know? But so I was like 2017, 2018, I think it was 2017, yeah. I was like, I could get paid to do this. So I started doing astrology readings for people over the internet. And then I kind of morphed it into numerology and then it just kind of morphed. And then I was pregnant in 2019 and it, so I took a big, long hiatus. I was like, I'm just going to be pregnant. And then it morphed into this mentorship stuff. And then 2020 was kind of like another hiatus where I had to go back in and be like, what's going on with the world? And like, I have this, so I, I don't know if you're into human design. What does that mean? I don't. Human design is like this, it's kind of like a amalgamation of astrology, numerology, the I Ching. So like everything. And the Kabbalah. Is. Yeah. This guy practically like got it like downloaded through like some channeled source, like in the eighties in Spain. And now it's like, it's like all the thing. It's like all the rage right now. Human design is like, I love it. And I think it's really powerful, but it's also like my kind of joke about it is like, it's kind of like basic bitch Starbucks right now, you know, like I get my frappuccino, what's your human design? It's kind of like the (laughs) astrology of it's the astrology of the nineties human design is now, but it's really wonderful. And it's really powerful. And it's amazing. I'm not, I'm just, I like to rag on everything I'm into. So I make fun of myself a lot. It's, it's an amalgamation. So in human design, I'm a manifester and manifestors are like 9% of the population. So no wonder I could never make friends when I was a kid. Um, and we have these periods of rest, So we go into action and then we have a period of rest. It doesn't mean we're not doing things. It just, it's for me, that looks like kind of moving back, back into like myself, my center. And I really like to say what's going on with the world around me and then kind of come back and like, give people what they need because I don't want to give people a bunch of information. I want it to be practical. And so with 2020 coming and just everything happening the way it has. Like people are working from home. People are realizing they can make different decisions for themselves. There's a lot going on. We had a new Mm -hmm. president come in in the America, in the United States, at least it's crazy (laughs) and it's all cool. It's actually really fun and like an exciting, crazy time. And I love it. And so it's kind of like I was moving more into, okay, I'm kind of over just doing readings for people like just going okay well here's your chart here's your astrology here's your numerology here's what it means about you and I'm like I can still tell people about themselves and I think we never get tired of hearing about ourselves because we're here to explore who we are Mm -hmm. but I really want to move into more of like helping people understand okay I know about myself so like what the hell am I here to do what, what yeah. am I actually doing with myself? What am I doing with my energy? And so now it's kind of moved into this sphere of, I do, so I do, I do, do, I do. My son would have something to say about that. Like, you know, kids, he said data on the internet. Um, I do. So these one-on-one sessions, I call them, they're like energetic sessions where I go into a person's astrology. I go into their, it really depends on the person. I can kind of get an energetic feel from them and I'll be like, numerology is going to explain it best for them or astrology is going to explain it best for them and i'm not a human design expert i haven't been certified but i have been into it since 2018 sometimes i'll go into that a little bit i'll be like oh some of this can human design can help them and then i have my intuition where i get these downloads these just messages for people and usually it comes in the form of i'm like i don't know what the hell this means but you will understand and they're like yes i know what that means and i'm like good because i don't
0: so it's very say, vague it's, it's very like, like anonymous would you say it's kind of not like a mind reader a psychic ability or what would you it's say not psychic
1: I would say it's like I just see it as intuitive or like empathic there's something about a person's energy I can read and it, the messages I get are very anonymous so they're not like oh I'm looking into your life and like your husband is cheating on you <laughs> you know that kind of thing <laughs> but they're anonymous messages where it's like Almost poetic, and I'll tell a person and I'll be like, "Yeah, I know what that means," and they'll say, "I know that's confirmation." And then like a week later, it comes up. I think with a couple of times people I've worked with, it's been like, um, you know, when one download I got was like, somebody like in your work that work like one of their workers or one of their like team is not trustworthy, and I don't know who it is, and I can't tell you exactly who it is, but it's somebody, and you needed to check it out, and that was real and they got rid of that person and, you know, it all kind of came to fruition. Wow. And so another one was like the download of one of my past clients um, was, um, and I will say something about listening to your intuition because a couple of years, many years ago, I had a person I was working with and I got this intuitive hit that something was going on with the marriage. It was not good. And something was going on with the husband and I felt too weird to share it. I didn't want to rock the boat. And two years later, Three years later, this woman finds out that he was cheating on her intermarriage. So it's like, okay, well, if I would have said something, maybe she could have saved her some time. So I think I've learned to like, if, if, you know, even if somebody's not an empath, which I think we all have the ability to be, or they're not doing this for work. Like when you get feelings, you know, about something, check into them. Don't be afraid of the truth. I think like being afraid of the truth is been a big thing for me to get over in the work I do. It's just being able to tell people and be like, I'm just a messenger. Please don't hurt me. (laughs) You know, I'm not saying this is exactly what's happening, but it's the energy, you know? So that's the clarity readings. I do these clarity readings. I do these strategy readings. Clarity readings are like 44 minutes long. And it's more of like, what's going on with you? A lot of people come to me for those and they're like, you know, I, I just trying to figure out what it is, like, who am I, what am I doing? Or like, what is this like path that I'm walking on and all of those things. And then I have the strategy sessions that are more like, okay, they include clarity. They're like 99 minutes. I think almost like an hour, almost two hours. Usually we, we, they usually, it says 99 minutes, but it usually ends up being two hours. Mm-hmm. I kind of over deliver on everything I say. I'm like, it's going to be 99 minutes, but really it's going to be two hours. Cause we're going to have a lot of fun. And those are, we do the clarity, but then we go into strategy. So it's like, okay, what paths can you walk down? What tools do you need to use? Like it's more of equipping them. That's why it's longer. It's more interest, you know, uh, what's the we're looking for? It's more specific, like where the clarity work is specific but this is more like, okay. A lot of people come to me for strategy or people are going into business. Um, I don't consider myself a business coach. I consider myself somebody who can give energetic strategies to people. It's usually business, but sometimes also it's people going to dating, looking for new relationships, like, uh, starting over, like, you know, after a marriage or like a dating or anything like that. And, um, that's what I do. I do that. And then I have my membership that I do. And that is essentially this kind of new concept I came up with where I was like, I don't want to be all over the place. I want to be in one spot. So I have a membership and it's starting. And essentially my plan is I'm showing up there every week. I'm giving people energetic weather downloads, like what's going on with the astrology, uh, strategy on different things, how I do all kinds. I mean, people come to me for all kinds of stuff. They wanna know about astrology. They wanna know about about numerology, but they also wanna know like, how did you take that photo of yourself? How did you do that video of yourself? How did you write that post? And I'm like, it's all coming from the energetic work. It's all coming from the understanding of who I am. And so that's what the membership is really about. And then any programs I'm doing. So I have a program coming up called ROAR and it's all about speaking your truth online. And I think a lot of people are afraid to do that. They're afraid to stand up for causes they believe in. They're afraid to rock the boat. And I'm like, I don't care who you are, you know as long as it's nothing harmful or what you believe like I'm gonna help you say it online as long as it's nothing harmful. (laughs) No Nazis, you know, obviously <laughs> like, yeah. I have Jewish heritage. So I don't think they want to be around me anyways. My name is like literally Hebrew. So they're like, yeah, I don't think they're going to come around anyways. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, um, but it's just this idea of like, whatever their truth is I want them to speak it online and I want them to be able to say it clearly. And that's in the membership. And right now it's $22 a month. So I'm like, Hey guys, come on in. Um, the price will eventually change but I wanted to make it really right at this moment In this time of the world, it's April, it's 2021. And with the program program that I'm coming up with about speaking your truth online, I really wanted that to be available to everybody at no matter what price point they're at. And I think most people can afford $22. What does that include? Like a phone call? So the membership is essentially me going live in a group every week and I'm answering questions in the comments oh, okay. and I'm answering questions that people bring me. And then it's also programs that I'm running lives, so like one to three day programs, like roar, other programs I have in the future. I'm coming up with about money, uh, programs about relationships, programs about, uh, all kinds of stuff. I mean, I, everything I'm interested in, I might do one on flower remedies because I'm really into flower remedies. You know, I've been studying that stuff since twenty twenty no, not 2012, goodness, what would that be? 2005 or something, forever ago, I'm old. Um, (laughs) And, you know, all these things that I've been studying, they kind of come in and it's all behind this lens of strategy. Okay, cool. It's fun to learn about that, but like, how can we use it? You know, how can we use it to make our lives better or to make our businesses better or to make our relationships better or to help parent our children better? You know, and it's just a kind of, it's called the Imaginatrix because it's kind of about like, your imagination becoming reality. And really it's just so many things. And it's just this really fun container for people to get into. It's not as specialized as one-on-one, obviously, you know, the sessions, but it's really fun regardless. And so that's that's what I've been doing. That's what I do. How do
0: you market that when you do so many different things? Like, do you have a struggle with that? I, I do sometimes. And I think that's where my mentor helps me is she's
1: kind of pulled me into the world of tangibility of like, okay, what, what's it going to, what are what
0: are they going to get out of it? Like, what can you monetize the most? Is that like one of the things? Yeah. No, not even that, because for me, like the monetization, I kind of feel like monetization follows
1: energy. If you've got something and it changes people's lives, they will pay you for it. Yeah. And like, you don't have to worry about anything else. And I'm not against internet marketing, but I'm not an internet marketer. So I don't do funnels. I don't do opt-ins and I don't, I'm not against doing them. I just don't have the energy for them. And I tried doing them for a year and I almost died, (laughs) not (laughs) literally, but I was like, I hated my business and I wanted to quit. And I was like, oh, I don't have to do it that way. I know people who are running online businesses who don't do that, who are making 30,000, $50,000 a month. So if if they can do it, I'm like, well, they can do it. I can do it. So I'm not good. I'm going to do it my way. And um, for me, it's like, what's really helped me with my mentor is she's been like, "Um, let's make it tangible. And I'm like, yeah, I think tangible is like when people come into me, my work and they get into my work and they do like a one-on-one with me. it's been, it's kind of this energetic exchange. It used to be like a long process of a relationship and they'd be like, okay, I trust this person enough to want to work with her kind of thing. And when they get in, they're like, I'm getting so much tangible, like strategy out of this. And it's like, yeah, I'm not really good at voicing that online. (laughs) you know. And so that's where my mentors helped me. It's like, what do people get out of it? Because at the end of the day, monetization is that. It is what is the product. If I pay for this magnesium spray here, magnesium <laughs> oil spray. It's because it makes my back not hurt after I use my rowing machine. Or, you know, if I buy whatever it is I buy, it has a purpose. Yeah. And I think that when we're doing work online, when it's not service-based work, so like doing spray tans or like somebody who does eyebrows or when we're doing more of the like energetic and even coaches, coaching work, it's really hard to be like, well, what are they getting out of it? And it's like, well, they can get it so much. And it's like, I don't believe in niching down, niching, niching down for myself. I don't mind other people who do it. And I kind of hate that like people feel like they have to be all or all or nothing. Like everybody needs to niche down or nobody should niche down. It's like, no, no, no. You can do one or the other, do what feels right.
0: Mm-hmm. For
1: me, it doesn't feel good. I'm way too interested in everything to ever niche down. I just would have to like cut off who I am as a person. And at that point, I'm like, well, I would just go into day trading cryptocurrency and get rich (laughs) that way because there's no point in trying to run a business that I hate, you know? And for me, it's my niche is like my programs. So my niche is my offerings. I do one-on-one, you know, clarity session. You want clarity? You want to know more about who you are? You want to know more about how you're supposed to be in the world? Here you go. Strategy. You want to know how to how to utilize that, how to monetize who you are. Here you go. The membership, do you wanna learn about spiritual things, about money things and about tangible, like, you know, writing posts, taking photos. You know, I've been doing photography since 2007. My selfies are bomb. I don't care what anybody says. They're hot and they're awesome. And I love teaching people how to do them. And I think a lot of people don't believe they can look beautiful on a camera. And I'm like, there's no such thing as an ugly picture. There's just a bad angle of you. <laughs>
0: that's yeah. all it is. Just no, I angles. agree with that. hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just your angles and the lighting. Anybody can look hot and I don't care who it is. They can look hot. And um, it's kind of like, that's the vibe. The membership is kind of the place where I'm like, if you don't know me and you're not sure about me, pay $22 and jump in. You can cancel anytime.
0: Yeah. And they kind
1: of jump in. They're like, Ooh, I like this person or
0: I don't like this. I'm leaving. I'm like, goodbye. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) How do you find these clients? Are they finding you like via hashtags, word of mouth? They find me probably via, I
1: think if they come into my post via hashtag, then they would find me that way. Um, Probably word of mouth a lot Um, on my Facebook, which I kind of got back into a couple months ago. I used to be like, kind of like, I'm not going on Facebook um, kind of thing. Now I'm on there posting more and I do a lot of different posts. Um, I post a lot of funny stuff. Like I just did a post today and I wasn't doing it to get engagement. I just did it. Cause I, you, you ever have that moment? Where you're like, I just, I just gotta say this. And I'm like, I'm going to put it on Facebook. You know, that was me today. I was like, I just have to say something that's going to piss people off, but I have to say it. And it was an unpopular opinion. And I was like, I don't like Joe Dispenza's work because he's a reductionist and everybody loves Joe Dispenza. And I'm like, I don't not like Joe Dispenza. I just don't like his work because he's a reductionist. And I was like, what's your unpopular opinion, people? I'm just going to get attacked and probably get unfollowed by a bunch of people. Like, how dare you not love everything Joe Dispenza does? Like, he's this mindset meditation guy, you know, and I'm not against him. And I think he helps a lot of people. I just don't like his work. And, um, you know, it's kind of like saying, I don't like Oprah or something. (laughs) I do not love Oprah, you know, (laughs) kind of thing. And it was like posts like that. I do people kind of see me and they're like, I like this person. I'm going to follow you. And then they see the work I do. And then they get interested. And after, you know, a process you could be for some, I've had people come to me as clients and they're like, I've been following you for like a year. And I'm like, I've never even seen you comment on anything, man. Mm -hmm. But they come because they've been watching. I think a lot of people out there need to know with business, just because people aren't buying doesn't mean they're not going to want to buy in the future. Oh, yeah. And I think it's understandable. like what you really people need to understand is that you are getting an energetic exchange of the people who follow you, who, you know, I hate the word followers, like say friends, but essentially following you on Instagram, following you on the socials, you're getting... it's not money, but you're getting something from them because they're following you. They're commenting, they're saying something. And I think really serving those people is like really important to monetization and to getting people to buying. Um, I kind of believe in like, I don't believe that you can give too much away for free unless you're a service-based business. (laughs) That's a little bit different. If you're a service-based business, you can't give too much information away for free. I think for service-based businesses right now, content creation is like gold. Like if you have an eyebrow business or something, or if you've got like a makeup business, like you should be, we're not should, I hate the word should. But if I were you, I would be on YouTube making videos about what I do and be talking about it all day long and doing story times like this one client I have. Her eyebrows, whatever, you know what I mean? Not mean stuff, but you know, like how I did her eyebrows and she hated him. And what did I do? How did I do, deal with that? You know, that kind of stuff is gold for service people. And you can't give too much of it away for people who are coaches, mentors, um, online creators, thought leaders, stuff like that. You can't give too much strategy away. You really can't. I try to in the work that I do tell people what I'm doing. So right now I'm going to be uploading some videos soon or doing live on Facebook, I'm not sure yet, about how I write posts. And I've I'm going to be showing, you know, the apps I use, how I get into the mind space of doing it, how do I, you know, write something that's compelling and beautiful and interesting, and and how do I find a photo to add to it and things like that. A lot of people would pay. $100 or more to learn that. And people are like, why are you giving it away for free? And I'm like, because I'm not giving it away.
0: Yeah, it's there's building another, who I am. Yeah. yeah,
1: And it's serving the people that follow me that probably maybe can't afford $100. And that's cool. Cause I probably could, I couldn't have afforded that when I was younger. I'd be like, $100, I got that. You know, so it's kind of like this sense of, okay, I'm serving the people in front of me. And I think people need to understand that. Like, you know, like monetization follows service. It follows... At the end of the day, no matter what we do. So if I was a, an author and I wrote books, I'm serving people. Like, why the hell am I writing the book for people to read? You know, like if I didn't care about serving people, I would just keep it to myself. Like yeah. even Kim Kardashian is serving people. I mean, I got, you know, she's serving people with her style and her makeup ideas and all that stuff. So we really need to look at things as what service are we giving people and realizing that monetization follows serving them no matter what. It's going to always follow giving people kind of what, I mean, I guess if it's like authors, like everybody knows the Harry Potter stories, but everybody still buys the books. Yeah. Because they want to be immersed in the Harry Potter world. And to me for like, I think for mentors and coaches, especially, and even service-based businesses, when you let somebody know who you are, and you're sharing who you are. And it's not just this business persona. It's really you because people do not give a shit about business personas anymore. They're over it. People are buying from, oh, I knocked my microphone. People are buying from from, from values now. They wanna know what you believe in. They, they sometimes they wanna know who the hell you support. They wanna know, did you support um, this group or that group? Or did you not support this group? And people yeah. are buying from that. So like the more we get online and show who we really are and share that authentically, and stop being afraid of it we're going to attract our people
0: yeah but for a business come. as a business owner your thoughts are the same for that too
1: yeah yeah completely people people are really into value based buying now so they, they just want to know what your values are and i think at the end of the day um my values are very like all over the place so i'm very like pro social movements and i think that anybody fighting for what they believe is justice is wonderful um, and I'm also really, um, I'm, I'm really capitalistic. So I'm not an anti-capitalist. I'm very much like I'm an anarchist. I don't personally vote and that would piss a lot of people off. And I'm not afraid to say it though. I'm like, that's who I am. And I think some people would say, oh my gosh, I'll lose customers. But the thing is, is that there's a lot of people out there who align with that belief too, who would buy from me. And the same way, like I know people who, um, one of my past, she was a one-on-one client and we were talking and she was like, I really want to talk about how much I support um, Black Lives Matter. But she's in a more conservative state and she was worried that people wouldn't buy from her. And I was like, those people might not, but other people will. And so she came out about it and in like a couple of months, like her business grew more because she aligned her values with her work. yeah. I think that for service-based businesses, even, I mean, Amazon had a huge Black Lives Matter banner app.
0: Yeah, but people- that's popular opinion. So if you go against the yeah. grain. Yeah,
1: well, even against the grain, I will tell you, I have some acquaintances who are very much on the other side. They're very much on the other side. Um, I don't agree with everything they believe. Very like socially conservative though, you know? And um, very much like, I have friends who are into like the anti-vax movement mm-hmm. and uh, they have 50,000 followers on Instagram and she runs network marketing and she makes a killing off of it. So a very unpopular opinion being censored everywhere. What did she do? She started a telegram group. So she just went to another platform and she gets, and people followed her. People yeah. like her enough. They like, cause she's like really real about who she is and she's funny and all this stuff, you know? she's very outspoken. She's not afraid to say what she believes and she'll get haters everywhere. Her own followers were hate on her and she's like leave. <laughs> she really embodies it. And, she, but she migrated to telegram, which is more like a private chat service. And, um, 15,000 people followed her over, wow. you know? So that's, that's, you can't, there are 8 billion people in this world, <laughs> no matter what it is, you believe like somebody there's going to be people out there who agree with you and who aren't going to be offended by it. And who, like I said, I mean, I won't support people who are spreading hateful stuff. And I don't feel like my, the the woman that I'm talking about, she's not hateful. She really cares about people. Um, I won't support people personally who hate on people. And, you know, like my, my grandmother grew up in Nazi Germany. She was German Jewish. And so, yeah, I won't support neo-Nazis or like anti Semitic people. That being said, There are YouTube channels out there with people who are outspokenly anti Semitic, who are outspokenly like everything is the Jews' fault. And they have thousands of followers and they monetize them. It's crazy, but it's like, okay, is the little things that we for everyone? Do we really? Yeah. And none of us are saying that kind of crazy stuff. None of us are saying anything hateful. It's like we're so afraid to say what we believe. And, you know, I just had a a cancel culture is real. It is. And I think, I think that you can counteract it though. I think that cancel culture is real, but like my friend who was, would be completely canceled. She went to telegram and her people followed her. And I think, I think cancel culture only really is available to like harm us. If we let it scare us out of saying what we believe, because I mean, I'm not a conservative, so I'm very libertarian. I'm very like anarcho-capitalist. Like I'm like no police, but yes, everybody gets a gun kind of thing. That's my kind of, that's really outspoken because it's like yes. both sides are going, we don't know what to think about you. I just confuse everybody. It's like one side's like, oh, cool. No police. The other side's like, wait, guns? What? No, you know, so everybody's like, what's going on? am like, I live in Arizona, guys. You're never going to get guns out of Arizona. Yeah. Like, I live in Texas. Same thing. Yeah, it's Texas. Exactly. I'm very outspoken about like what I believe about the lockdown situation, everything, you know, but I also believe in people's freedom. I don't make fun of people who want to socially distance. I don't make fun of people who want to do certain things, you know, I think as long as we're being kind and we're being thoughtful and it doesn't become a us versus them thing, which a lot of it is a lot of my friends, on both sides are very us versus them. Cause I have many friends, I have many socially conservative friends and many socially um, progressive, I guess you would say friends. And I really try to be the person who's like, guys, we have to stop this. And I think as long as we're being kind and it's not about I'm better than you, it's just like, these are my values. Like, I think, I think it's really, it's not about opinions. It's about values. So we have to get away from the opinion world and go, well, I think, I think that. You should stay at home, or I think that you should go out, you know, that kind of thing. It's more like your values. So I'm saying, I really value being, um, somebody might say, I really value being socially, like communi- communally um, responsible. So we should just stay at home. And the other person might go, well, I really value, the other person might go, I really value being independent and being socially, like being, like everybody has has to take account of their own health kind of thing. So I believe everybody should do what they want. It's when you, when you really get down to the values, people can understand where you're coming from and it's less of an opinion and it feels less attacking to people. So I think it's really easy for me to say, just say what you believe. And people go, that's terrifying. And I'm like, true. But like, let's say what what your values are because eventually the way with the internet, the way that the internet's going, the internet of things, it's all gonna come out eventually, so you're just better off ripping the bandaid off now. <laughs> like you know, we're we're going to get to a point where, at least in the United States, people are so divided that it's going to get to a point where pe- there's not going to be any more people in, I believe personally, in the middle. But I think it's going to be a great thing because I think once we get so divided, we're going to realize that the only solution is to come together. And I think it's I think it's going to be kind of like the the it's the darkest before the dawn i'm hoping kind of situation i think yeah. people will i think cancel culture and all those things are kind of a symptom of whatever like that that's a whole other podcast but yeah i think they're a symptom of a lot of things and i think once they wear their welcome out people will learn to be more just and right now we're still in this situation of people just can't like deal with other people's trips like we've got people who can't handle you know that um Two dudes want to like sleep with each
0: other they can't handle yeah. it you know they can't handle it they, the, the idea of it is like this is the end of civilization yeah, you know my, like my boyfriend's mom is like that and i'm like yeah she'll see them kiss on tv and be like oh my god turn that off And i'm like are you serious Exactly, they can't.
1: They can't handle it. It's their psyche. They really believe. I'm like,
0: are there people in the
1: world still like this? Like, what? (laughs) Yes, there are. I have a past client who actually came out, and um, she had a hard time. I was like, you've got to tell your family at some point. And if they disown you, family's overrated. (laughs) Like, you know, like you have to because it's just going to drag out and make your life hell. And I feel like that's the same thing with the values thing. It can be scary. It can be terrifying. But you know, the thing is, is that I think we're getting more to a point where people are realizing that's your trip and this is my trip and like cool for you like you get on your trip but I'm on my trip and like good for you so like you know i think people will eventually get to a point where they're okay with people making different decisions than them but right now we're in such a we're in a reactionary culture yeah if i were if i were homosexual i'm so straight it's not even funny <laughs> So, sometimes like my, my one friend who's a lesbian, she's like, I thought you were a lesbian. I'm like, why? <laughs> like what do I do? And she was like, I wish sometimes I was. Now. Dealing with women is way easier than trying to deal with the opposite gender. But no, it's, you know, if I were not straight, if I were bi or anything like that, um, I can't say that I wouldn't be as less reactionary as I am. Because if I had to deal with people around me or my family around me cracking jokes or saying stuff, you, you're getting like attacked all the time you kind of build up this like, I need to react to it um, kind of situation. And so I think this is just, it's just symptomatic of the shit we came out of. of yeah. we, we're coming out of this authority figure stuff, you know, we're moving out of it and we're still in it. And I think eventually though, hopefully <laughs> we will move past it to more of this idea of like, we ourselves are our own authorities. Like that is, that is the, literally the definition of autonomy. Is uh, the right of self government now we tend to think of that in terms of like libertarians, you know, like politically but i'm talking about personally governing yourself realizing that. Everybody's a mirror to you don't even react to how people treat you because like just it's respond over react, we tend to react to situations, but we need to learn to respond but i'm not hating on anybody for reacting because. Sometimes I react to my husband saying something. (laughs) So how could people not react to dealing with racism or dealing with bigotry in any sense of the way, you know, any sense of the word or dealing with authority figures, you know, like telling them they can't go out or something? You know, like how I can't I can't hate on them for reacting because I react to in my own ways. So I think, but it's becoming aware, like, am I responding or am I reacting? The situation and realizing that everybody's on their own path so again like back to the business thing when we speak our values some people will react but others will respond and some people might even say i don't agree with that but i still like you because like you're real enough to say it like malcolm x had a quote and he said "I, i i have i like a man who lets me know where he stands more even if he's wrong yeah so it's this idea of like just let me know where you stand like i think we're really afraid to have deep conversations yeah but is it our job as a business owner to educate everyone on our beliefs like i don't no, think so. not, ed- not educating them oh yeah no way i don't believe in that because that is a lot of um, we're
0: even posting about it
1: we don't have to oh yeah not if you don't want to for sure okay. yeah if you don't want to and you're like i i don't need to share that with the world then like our right like I, I there's a lot of things that i believe that i don't share with the world I mean, I'm sharing them on this podcast. I watch a lot of like UFO documentaries and sometimes I watch the weirdest stuff. Like I watch, like somebody said the earth was hollow. I don't believe that, but I like to watch it, but I'm not gonna yeah. be like, Hey guys, I'm watching this weird documentary about the earth is hollow. Cause somebody might misinterpret that and think that I believe it. Yeah, <laughs> You know, I watch everything. I go on the YouTube rabbit hole. Like I was watching some flat earth documentary and I'm like, this is so weird, but so
0: fascinating that people believe this. Well, the way I, I kind of look at it is, so the Black Lives Matter thing happened this year. I posted the, the Black Square. I support the Black Lives yeah. Matter, like totally get there's stuff wrong in the world, but I can't make my business page a political page. Like I can't post yeah, about. That, that's not AD. what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. I can't like keep posting about it because it's like. Yeah. It's- I didn't post the Black Square, but that's
1: because all my friends who are. Who are black radicals were like, don't post that shit. <laughs>
0: no, I get it. It wasn't, I won't, dude. I it won't. doesn't mean anything.
1: Yeah. It's just no. I think it was wonderful they did it. But my friends were literally like, don't, or we will disown you. And I was like, okay, I will not do it. I promise. Yeah. I
0: she, it she's doesn't really not funny. mean anything. I didn't mean it like that. I just meant that. <laughs> oh no, not at all. Not at all. No, like, no, no, no. Just because know. you did or didn't doesn't mean you support. Like that wasn't exactly. the signifying thing. Yeah.
1: I didn't do it. And I got called out by some, like, why didn't you post it? And I'm like, we don't even need to go into this discussion. Like I yeah, don't need, so maybe time I donated money, donated to money to privately
0: or I did yeah. this, or I actually helped someone in my community. There's so many things so that you can I totally am pro that I'm not pro, like having to say it for, it's yeah, more like if you want if you feel to feel
1: called to. Yeah, yeah. And being afraid to, because then you're hiding yourself and you yeah. feel like you're lying. Cause then you're like biting your teeth and you're like, like, I don't agree with that, but everybody thinks I do. And <laughs> who am I? And then like your business becomes this own, like it, really an energetic work. Everything outside of you is not outside of you. So my business, even if I own like a very, like, even if I did a drop shipping business or cryptocurrency trading, I am the one doing it. It is influenced by my energy. And if there's any, any energy there of like secretive or like lack or like, um, you know, that I'm hiding something, it's going to affect it energetically. And it might be in the forms of, yeah, of not enough customers or a lot of shitty ones. So, you know, for people it's like, if they feel called, if you really feel like I need to care about this, but I'm afraid to, don't be afraid to rock the boat if it's something you really feel the need to say. Like if somebody really feels the need to say, I support this movement or I don't support this movement even like, and it's really eating at them. Then I feel like it's better for them to just get it out of the way. But if they don't carry the way, like you know, most of then yeah, for sure. Don't take, don't do too much emotional labor. That's what yeah. I think people need to realize because it's emotional labor to share, but it's also sometimes emotional labor to not share what you believe. If it's really strong to you, if it's really important to who you are and um, it's more the fear thing for me, don't be afraid.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Don't be it. yeah. What, don't be afraid to
1: say what you believe.
0: What is numerology? I know, like I don't even okay. really know what that is. <laughs> oh my gosh. So many people don't know about it. It's so funny. I know astrology. Um, I feel like most yeah. people know what that is. Oh yeah. Everyone is like, what well, I'm a Virgo. I'm a this I'm yeah. that. You know well, I'm a, Pisces, so.
1: You're a Pi- I am a Virgo, but I'm ha- Virgo. I I'm all Pisces energy. So I actually just look at the Pisces stuff because I have a How Pisces funny. moon. Pisces rising, Pisces North node. It's all in the first and the 12th house. It's, it's a situation. So I'm like, I 32 past my Saturn return. I identify more as a Pisces. Now you tend to identify as your rising sign after your Saturn return oh, wow. and your North node more. And so my Saturn return, my North node and my rising sign just What is to the Saturn the return? Oh my God. So that's like when you like reach like 28 to 27 and your life goes crazy to shit. <laughs> You're like, what the hell's happening? It's where Saturn goes back to its original position in your birth chart, essentially. And Saturn's like the planet of lessons. So it's like, this is where you learn all your life lessons. Like a lot of people divorce during their Saturn return. A lot of people, you probably noticed, you might have some friends, you're like, they turned 27, 28, 29, and they got divorced. It's usually during the Saturn return. I just
0: turned 29 and I had a rough 27, 28. And I had my son at that time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I don't think I had,
1: I I had a a toddler at that time and, but I did, I, so my marriage was like, we were in like a rough place and we thankfully we worked together and patched it up. I have a wonderful husband and, but a lot of relationships divorced at that time because most people, both sides or one side can't do the work to make a relationship work through a sudden return. Um, but that's what it is. It's just like a time of lessons. So it's, um, Depends on your sign and all that stuff. And when you were born and it's just like a lot of crazy shit happens in your life. And you're like, is this a lesson? It's like a message from God or like source of the universe or whatever, you know? And so that's the of return. So numerology kind of has the same set up because numerology is like I think there's like a cycle of I should know this and I do know this but for some reason I've been reading a lot of other books and other informations in my head but there's a cycle of like every nine years in numerology there's a nine-year cycle so like your numbers repeat but essentially what it is is numerology is the study of your soul based on the name you were given at birth and the day that you were born on it does not go into your time of birth, or your place of birth, like astrology does. So astrology uses your time and your place of birth because it's something called a, um, or, or sorry, it, it uses the position of the stars in the sky. So, you know, if you're in Melbourne, Australia, or if you're in Florida on this, at the same time, technically in space, it's different days and the stars are in a different position because oh. you're in it's a big round earth. Um, so... That's how astrology works. Numerology doesn't work that way. Numerology is based on um, the way that I do it. It's based on the Hebrew alphabet and the Greek alphabet. And essentially every letter in your name has a number that corresponds to it. And the date of your birth is obviously numbers. And so we add them up in a specific way and we get these different numbers. We get what I call the soul urge, the life path persona number, the destiny number. And I came up with this new concept called the completion number. And I kind of created that. And I had had it in my head for a couple of years and I was like, the world must hear this wisdom. <laughs> and um, So I shared it. So it's five different numbers, the way that I do numerology. And so the cool thing about it though, the creepy thing about it is that when you do your numerology, it's not the same system as human design or as astrology where it uses the stars in the sky. It's completely like should not that match up to anything in this materialistic skeptical view, but it does. Everybody I've done an astrology reading for and numerology and their human design, they all match up. And usually numerology will answer questions where there's holes and stuff where you're like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Then you go in your numerology, you're like, oh, it makes sense now. And it's kind of creepy, like goosebumpy, like, ooh, ooh, that that works. Like, oh, that's real. Like, oh, that's so interesting. Oh, I really am here for a reason. Oh, I really am. I really do have a purpose for my life. You know, I think a lot yeah. of people they believe it, but, or they know it, but they don't believe they really have a purpose for their life. So when they come in, they do like numerology and they go, wait a second, that sounds just like my astrology chart. And I'm like, yeah, they're not even related. So how are they the same? Do, 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 you know, try that sound. <laughs> but it's based yeah. on your date, your, the name you're given at birth, because I believe that we choose the life we have. So we choose the people who are going to name us. And so we come in and we say, these are the parents I'm going to have no matter how cray cray they are you know I've been there done that my dad's wonderful my mom and me we're doing all, it's kind of crazy crazy childhood uh, but I do believe that like I came into this world to have those parents to have that situation to learn something it, To me I don't believe anything's happening to me I believe it's all happening for me to learn something so that's try, how, how I try to view the world and my life has been better because of it and I stopped being so whiny about everything
0: yeah no it's super interesting I definitely will get a reading from you off of this podcast. Yeah, I, I have, I have a calculator I made guys. It's going to be back
1: up on my, on my Instagram soon. You can check it out. It kind of gives you, I, my, my husband and I did this, we programmed this calculator and essentially you put your name in and your date of birth in, and it gives you your numbers and a little blurb about them. So yeah.
0: Kind of, oh my gosh. Let me know when you, nobody steals that. your
1: information. Like the, all the other sites, So want your email and steal your information and sell it to spammers. So, so funny. Yeah. Sell funny. your soul to find
0: your neuro- <laughs> numerology. Um, yeah, don't ask for anybody's email. I'm not stealing your info. Don't
1: worry. I don't have an email. I don't have an email list either because like I have no energy for that. Like, like I just can't keep up
0: with it. So and I'm just then like, come
1: find me on Instagram, guys.
0: So I want to talk about like the business side of. Um, I could talk to you all day about this. astrology and numerology. I really could because I'm so yeah, interested in it too. But just like the DM me. <laughs> I know. So how do you run a business like that? Like what? Um programs do you use i think you're using square or something to accept payment right okay yeah i can totally go into that i love this stuff this is like my so like i'm really into like
1: spiritual stuff but i'm also like really into like systems i'm a virgo so i'm like oh systems organization (laughs) but then i'm a pisces like all the other pisces i'm like my house is so not organized like whatever (laughs) um but no so i use square for Payments and I love it because I hate PayPal because <laughs> yeah. I hate Elon Musk. Elon I Musk hate PayPal cool. too. When someone's like, I take <laughs> PayPal, I'm like, why? Yeah. Peter Thiel is the devil if he's transhumanist. No, not really. The guys that started, you know, Elon Musk and all that, I, I don't hate on them. I'm joking, but um, I just PayPal, think it's old school. That's why I don't. It limits you, it limits your spending. I got payments once, I was getting paid really well, and they're like you can't use your money and you can't take it out. And I'm like, what, excuse me, my money, like what? And I was about to be like, I'm just going Bitcoin guys. I'm repaying with Bitcoin. And I was like, nobody has Bitcoin. That's not going to work. So I went to Square. Square has like, a, it, they start you out with like $10,000 a day spending limit. So that's mm-hmm. good. If you're just starting out and you make 10 grand in one day, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to need to spend that in one day. You know, so they start you out with a higher limit and um, they're very easy to get in touch with their customer services really quick. PayPal, you um, they wanted me to upload my documents for LLC and all that. And it was just like, that's not the right document. And I'm like, yeah, eh. you know, so Square was like, upload it, done. You can contact a human being on the phone and they, they speak your language, no matter what your language is, they have all these different languages, you know? Um, and they have chat support, which PayPal doesn't. And it's e- like, PayPal's is just horrible. Because I'm sorry, I hate PayPal. And some people love it. They're like, I only use PayPal. Like if you don't have a PayPal link, I wouldn't even pay you. I'm like, don't pay me then because I don't yeah. have one. Yeah. And so I use Square and Square is awesome. And it's, they, they're charged, their fees the same as PayPal's. And you can make, um, so the way that I do it is I do, it, is, um, I do online checkout links. So you can make an online checkout link for whatever and it can be a subscription. So like my membership says subscriptions monthly people can just go in and cancel it anytime through their email. They can go cancel that. They don't want to do it anymore. Canceling a subscription on PayPal is like a process. Like if you have a payment plan through PayPal, you have to like go into like five different menus and I don't want people to have to deal with that kind of stress. If they want if they're like done with a membership or something they can just cancel. I want to make it easy for them to opt out. Um I make online checkout links. You can put a beautiful photo in there. You can put a blurb about what the offering is. And then you put your money and then it connects. And Square has this awesome thing called Square Card, which I don't have out with me. And it's actually a debit card that connects to your Square account. Mm -hmm. PayPal has the same thing and you can use it to pay for things. So if you have a business and you have an LLC, which I really recommend almost everybody do. It really doesn't have to be very expensive to start one. And you can, um, you can deduct business expenses and then you don't have to pay as much for taxes because I'm an anarchist and I don't believe in paying taxes. Um, so, you know, you can LLC is so important. I think it's like one of the first steps. If it, something, just what it protects you and it's really important to be have an LLC. Um, if you have that though, you have business expenses, you know, and then you pay yourself as an LLC. So with Square, you have the card you can pay yourself into your personal account through their um, transfer system, but you can use a square card for all your business purchases. So if you yeah. were buying a new laptop or if you were buying supplies, you can use a square card. And then when you do your taxes, it's all automatically there as business expenses. You don't have to like, you don't want to be using your personal account to make business purchases. Mm-hmm. And opening a business account can be a hassle, like going to a big bank and you know all of that stuff. And Square is using a bank. I think they're using like a Bank of Bank or something. So it's a real bank. So that's how I do it. I use Square. Um, I have my links. So when it comes to one-on-one sessions, I used to use something called Acuity, which is a calendar set system. Yeah. And it just didn't work for me because with kids and everything and just people. It was just crazy. So the way that I do it now is like, they go to square, they book with me. Most people find me through social media. Actually, everybody finds me through social media because I don't have a website right now. And I don't know when I'm gonna make one. Probably soon though. Um, but so nobody finds me off of social media. So usually they've already DM me to ask about what I do. So usually they pay me through square and then they, how um, would I put this? They, then, then we kind of choose a time that works for them. So, you know, whatever day works. So like whatever day, how are you for booking that?
0: Like literally like pen and pencil again, just put it on my I calendar after I talk to them okay. and DMs.
1: So that's me as like a mentor as what I do now, if I was a service-based business, I would use acuity and Squarespace hundred percent. Like um, those are acuity scheduling is like one of the best things you could use for service based business. I use it for years or for a year and a half when I was doing the astrology readings, because I was kind of popping up all over the place and that way people could just click in my available times. But now that doesn't work for me personally. And most people, like I said, when you're doing mentorships, if somebody's a coach and it, if you're doing coaching or something like that, you don't wanna be selling out of fear. You don't, I think it's really good to have a relationship with the people you're gonna be coaching. You, you, it really saves you a lot of pain if you at least know who the hell is gonna be buying from you, <laughs> you know, because it's so personal. The work is so personal. Um, it's not like doing a service and they're done. And then you can be like, oh my God, I hated that. <laughs> you know, but if you're, especially if you're doing coaching packages, so somebody's working with somebody for like three months, then it's really good to have some kind of application or something like to know if that person's a good, if you can really help them, honestly. Yeah. Because I think a, a lot of people have been like, I worked with this mentor, this coach and they threw my money in a garbage bin. And it's like, yeah, because they probably didn't know that if they could help you or not. So I think with that situation, we shouldn't just have a, a link to click and book with us. The, I, I know some people do have discovery calls, and I think that's a great system if you don't want to deal with people on the internet. i um, like DMing them, I guess is what I mean. But I, I guess DMs are my discovery calls. People kind of pop in my inbox and I'm like, hey, what's up? And they're like, what do you offer? And I'm like, here's what I do. If you have any questions, let me know. And that's because I'm so myself online though, that they kind of know what they're getting into a little bit. So I will say for coaches, for mentors, I really do believe that the world of sales is through like who the hell you are, um, even some service-based businesses. But um, for service-based businesses, I would do more obviously scheduling. and But don't use payment. <laughs> the <Yeah.
0: devil. laughs> And then what, so your your line of work, some people would be skeptical about. So how do you deal with that? um or even have advice for someone who wants to they get into fuck this off. no, but really just <laughs> no right yeah of. like honestly fuck off but like you know I'm sure you <laughs> No, get that I don't say that
1: okay so I will say I used to have a lot of friends who are very skeptical um like like I said i be getting a little bit of philosophy here I went to school for philosophy and history but I quit in the first semester so and then I just studied myself so I really don't like reductionisms like Joe Dispenza reductionism is like everything that happens is from your brain like you know like your your feelings are just chemicals and I'm like no that's bullshit I don't believe that so I I'm really like anti-skept I'm very I believe in being skeptical about everything I believe in questioning everything but I feel like skepticism isn't even questioning it's just believe everything is fake that isn't like real in front of yeah. me, which is kind of silly, which is just as like is actually unskeptical of my belief. But when I deal with people who are skeptical, of what I do, it really depends on the person. If they come at me and they're like, this is charlatanism, and like there's no such thing as spiritual, yeah, I'm an atheist and I don't believe this
0: or that. And it's like, yeah. okay, cool, dude. Cool, bro. Later. Like
1: they don't know your family an when you
0: started this, I know you started it so young, but if they they weren't skeptical, my dad is so like open to anything. So like I was really blessed
1: in that situation. Yeah. I didn't have a very like religious family. I didn't grow up religious. So I'm really, really blessed in that situation.
0: I can't imagine if I grew up in a really religious home, how crazy it would have (laughs) been. Well, I'm just thinking, so say someone wants to get into numerology. They're listening to this. They're like, okay, people are going to think I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, Cray, cray, a little out there, which I don't agree. I, I love all this and I think it's very beneficial, but I think, I
1: I think people are more open to spirituality now. I think people there's, you know, it depends on the situation you're in. If you're in a family, that's very like dogmatically religious, that could be difficult. And that's where I kind of come back to the autonomy thing. Do you really like this? Do you really want to do it? Okay. First of all, does your family need to know? Do they really need to know? Like we don't, you don't have to tell them everything. Mm-hmm. And second of all, though, if they find out like own it, like, like at some point you're going to rock, you know, like I said, rock the boat. If I, I have had a lot of past clients who came from Mormon families and, and they left the, the church and that's a whole situation, depending on how strict the family is Yeah. of, you know, being out of the church. And I've had a couple friends who were Jehovah's witnesses and that's really strict where if you leave, you're completely cut off and disowned. And everybody I've known, like, especially my Jehovah's cause Mormons are a little bit more nice. Like, they won't disown you. Jehovah's says you just get disowned if you leave the church. Um, and those friends that I had, who did that, they'd all told me, I wish I would've done it sooner. Wow. I wish I would've not waited around, you know, in all my family, like through that, you know, like, like, I think we're, we're growing up in this situation where we're so afraid of criticism because we criticize ourselves. So criticism, that you're afraid of criticism outside of yourself. A person's afraid of criticism outside of themselves. It's usually because they're criticizing themselves. So when we come back to the center and we stop criticizing ourselves and we're like, why does this thing interest me? Why do I want to get into this? And it, you know, if it really lights you up and you want to talk about it, there are millions of us weirdos online guys. Like everything's online anyways. Like if your friends don't want to be your friend because you're into it, like were they ever your friends? Like, you know, like it's better in my opinion to just do what you love and be yourself and be as weird as you are or whatever you are and just get all the other people the way. Like just, just, just clean out the energy, you know, like, like just it's scary. And I had this whole situation I wrote about recently. It's really easy. It's easier to not, be independent. It's easier to trust an authority over you, which is your family, the government, your boyfriend, your husband, whoever it is, your girlfriend, your wife, whoever it is. It's easier to trust somebody over you to make the decisions for you and tell you what's right or wrong. So while well, my family, they think I'm weird, so I'm not going to do that. It's kind of easy because you just sit back and you let them do everything and you don't worry your about scapegoat. it.
0: And,
1: yeah. And then it's harder to take power that you already, the power is always, I don't believe in taking your power back. It's always there. We just kind of put it in a box. It's harder to say, oh my God, I have all this power and I'm responsible for myself. And I have to like, I might have to do really hard stuff which might include alienating some people. Now I don't believe, I do think some people go down the rabbit hole of spirituality and they alienate people because they get dogmatic. They're like, well, you're not meditating enough, all. And I don't believe that. I don't believe there's any such thing as like everybody's spiritual you can be spiritual and eat chicken nuggets. I do it. So, you know, you don't have to be vegan. You don't have to be this. You don't have to be that. Like, I don't believe any of that crap. Any that stuff's dumb. Um, and it's wrong. So like the one thing that I think is not a good way to alienate people is to be very like, you must believe how I believe to be right. You know, like you must do what I do. And it's like, no, that's nasty, yucky. And that's not what spirituality is about. But when you're like, oh my gosh, like I found this thing and it's this thing called numerology, and look at my numbers. I think most people are gonna be like, it's my numbers. Tell me, I want to know, you know, most people yeah. want to know.
0: Um, and, or the they'll secretly that look later on your website and they'll be like, yeah. no one's watching. Exactly. Exactly. And then it's like, just
1: realize that there's so many people there probably want to know. And if you have like weird family members who are going to be like, that's the devil. Then just be like, okay, whatever uncle Tom, You know, like whatever uncle Sam, like. Sure, it's the devil. You know what I mean? Like, just like, whatever. Like, some people are like, I have to go to Thanksgiving. I'm like, but do you have to go to Thanksgiving? Yeah. Do you? I mean, I just don't believe in spending time with a bunch of people I hate just because they're related to me. <laughs> but that takes a lot of strength to believe that. And I know it does. And I think that the more that we get that way in the world, the more that we get to the point where we're like, I don't have time. We're not even that. The more that we get to the point where... Don't let other people's opinions of us bother us, first of all. We don't because we don't because we don't criticize ourselves. Because we know we're chill and we're cool and the path that we're on is great. So if they criticize us, it's like, okay, cool. It's like somebody being like, like, I have this little iPod holder here that's pink and sparkly. And somebody's like, I hate your (laughs) I hate your red, sparkly iPod holder. And I'm like, it's not red, it's pink. Whatever. Like, am I I'm not gonna get offended by that. I always kind of say, like if some crazy person downtown, like, you know, crazy person on the streets, like, well, you're like, whatever, coming out to get me and the, the pigeons. And you'd be like, he's crazy. Obviously that's not true about me, but we, we take criticism from people closer to us personally, because yeah. we believe it ourselves. So when we get out of that mindset we go, that's not true about me. Like, you know, like a lot of people well, reflect, they'll be like, Oh, you're into spirituality now. Well, like, well, you yelled at somebody last night or something. It's like, That doesn't mean I'm not spiritual. Yeah, like, you know, and so it's like really owning who you are, not criticizing yourself, loving yourself. Like, I always have like, Love yourself first. You have to have self love. Then, when the other people criticize you, it's kind of like you're like, Okay, Jan, you know, like, good for you, you know, like, it doesn't bother you. And then you could even go to a Thanksgiving dinner and be around a bunch of somewhat annoying people because they can't even annoy you anymore like nobody can mess with your trip you're so like base level chill that it's like some uncle's like oh are you still doing that witchcraft stuff you're like yeah I am glad (laughs) you asked you know (laughs) and then if you can't handle it if you're energetically not there then you just bound can take time until you can get there you know but like that's what i believe so i will say it doesn't mean that you have to cut off everybody in your life that disagrees with you it's more like about it's about the self if i change myself people around me might change they might not i don't give a because i'm changed so like i don't care if i feel good it doesn't matter what you know with my children um if i feel good they tend to feel good as a mother every deal with the responsibility as the mother in the family everybody's emotional state revolves around your emotional state. Right. And you've probably seen that like, especially when we have PMS and we're like, why is everybody else freaking out? I need everybody not to freak out right know, Cause I'm yeah. freaking out, <laughs> you know, but it's just the way it is. And so like with my children, when I'm feeling good, they tend to feel good. But when they feel bad, but I'm feeling so good that them feeling bad, like or being bratty or being rude. Does not make me feel bad? Everything works out better. But as soon as I react and I'm like, Why are you being such a brat? You know, like, why are you being so rude? Why are you fighting with your sister? You know, why are you guys hitting each other? Everything goes crazy. So like, it's the same thing with family, friends, acquaintances, people in the world, people online, trolls, like, okay, guys, trolls. If trolls talk to you, just delete their comments. That, that destroys them automatically. All they want is attention, (laughs) you know, that just, just delete their comments and they'll be like, oh, they, they didn't pay attention to me, but you know, people online, especially too, if you're happy and calm, then like, nobody can bother you. Like nobody's comments can really affect you. Like it's, it, it's, when you really love yourself and believe in yourself? You know, it's not true. Uh, for instance, I have crooked teeth. Okay. I grew up poor and I didn't have braces and I don't really want to get braces because I have a nickel allergy and they hurt, you know, and I'm okay with my crooked teeth, my janked up teeth, <laughs> this joke about, you know um, but I had people comment once, like last year, and be like, Your teeth are crooked. And I was Ew. like, I, I was like, Thanks for telling me. Yes. <laughs> like, of course they are. What's wrong with that? You know, or like, you know, a, per- a friend that I have a past client and she's my friend now who's not a size four. And somebody was like, You're fat. And she's like, Oh, I didn't know. Thank you. She oh my God, guys. Yeah. You know, but she didn't even care because she's hot and she knows it. She's freaking beautiful. She's gorgeous. And, you know she's gorgeous, and, and she just really the, is hot. The
0: people think that they can go to your page and comment. That is just the wildest they thing. They want the power, so it's a power trip. And it
1: what you do is, is you give them the power if you let it bothers you. So you just and and really, if you don't believe it, if you, if it bothers you, you believe it, right? So if my friend believed that being bigger was bad, she would be offended by it. But she yeah. doesn't believe that because she pole dances and she's hot and she can do stuff on the pole that my 125 pound ass can't do so you know and she knows she's good so it's like yeah like somebody probably offended by her maybe they were jealous that a woman that they couldn't do that you know and and she doesn't believe it though so she's like oh thanks oh my gosh guys i'm fat i didn't know somebody help me you know kind of thing and joking about it and for me it was the same thing like my crooked teeth don't bother me because i don't i believe they make me interesting and unique and i still believe i'm really beautiful and hot so like whatever Anything that somebody says about me that does bother me it's usually something I believe about myself. And yeah. that's where I go, "Ooh, you're a mirror to me." Oh, okay, I'm not even going to pay. I, if it's a comment that really bothers you, just delete it first of all. And then look at it and say, "Oh, what's that teaching me about myself? Why do I why does that offend me so much? Why where do I believe that? Where do I need to work on myself?" And what you do is you take the other person out of the equation because not because it's don't even matter. Like like it's like it's like you are insignificant. You do not exist in my world. You know, it's more about me and it sounds selfish and maybe it is a little bit selfish, but usually when people tell you to stop being selfish, they're just saying, stop being selfish.
0: So you can do what I selfishly want from you. Yeah, exactly. My family does it all the time. I'm like, Hmm, pretty sure that makes you selfish. Exactly. And you're like, no, not going to happen. And I think it's, that's really though, like just dealing with the, so if somebody
1: says, why are you getting into this weird stuff this is weird you know this 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 astrology stuff or this numerology stuff it's weird the spiritual stuff is weird like no guys this isn't weird you know what's weird david Icke thinks that reptilians live in the middle of the moon that's weird okay i can admit <laughs> that you know i don't believe that i still listen to his stuff cuz it's interesting and i i'm really into science fiction and stuff but you know that's weird okay astrology and numerology is not that weird it's in vogue it's all good it's yeah. just it's in vogue guys it's in vogue well it's like, all
0: how you take it you don't have to Kardashian it. does it <laughs> you don't have to be like this is literal you can take it figuratively you can take it however you want yes it's just a tool yeah it's just a tool it's only has as much power as you give and it, it and you as you want it, to have. it gets you thinking it gets you Thinking about things you normally wouldn't have thought of—that's the biggest. Yeah, it's takeaway. very archetypal. Like, who am I? Like, what does this represent? It's and then think like it's tarot tarot you tarot cards. Thinking.
1: It's like, yeah, tarot cards don't tell the future, and it's not really good to use them for the future. The greatest thing to use tarot cards for is like, how do I feel about a situation? And they'll—they're just symbols that are that you could put to anything, and they just make your thoughts more real to you. And yeah. so that's what I believe about the tools, like the spiritual tools. Like I do personally believe that we are souls and incarnated here for a reason. And that those, those spiritual scientific tools, cause I, I believe they're spiritual science. They're, they're tools. Like if you do a blood test, it can tell you about what, um, if your iron's low or not, you know, um, if you do a different kinds of tests like that, right? A personality test can tell you a little bit about how you, are you extroverted? Are you introverted? Um, it's the same thing. Really what astrology numerology, these things tell you, they tell you a lot about what you already know. But we yeah. couldn't put into language for yourself. The cool place where they, the spiritual place where they go that does require a little bit of faith, but I don't really believe it's faith because I believe it's um, I believe it's scientific because you can experiment, try it, and it works, then it's real, is talking about your path. It's like where are you headed? Like where do we come from? Where are we going? That's that's the interesting stuff to me. It's like, who am I, but where am I going? What am I doing with who I am? And that is the place where it can get a little bit like. Woo woo for people, but I, I always say it's experimental. Um, experiment with it. So if you're a Pisces North Node and you're here to like learn this this the the role of healer and of educating people and like reaching them on a human level, start doing that. See what happens. Um, human design is a lot the same way. It's human design is really big on the language of experiment. I think astrology and numerology need to get more in that language of experiment, not just take this as a fact. Like, well, you're just a Virgo, so that's who you are. It's like, no, 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 no. Like experiment with what it means. And that's what I'm trying to do for people. It's it's not about here's the sign you are and here's what it means. It's more like, here's the sign that you chose to come in here to be, how are we gonna use this? How are we gonna experiment with this? How are we gonna use this in your business? How are we gonna use this in your love life or with your kids or whatever? Yeah. Language of experimentation. I'm a very scientific person. Um, even though I'm also very woo-woo. <laughs> I <laughs> well, believe I the two like, exist together. I don't believe science is not woo-woo at all.
0: Yeah, I feel so, like I could talk yeah. to you literally forever. You too. I know. We've already been. I on love your all birthday. the things you say. <laughs> oh, you're sweet. But where can everyone follow you on social media?
1: Oh my goodness. So they can all follow me as Yiska Yvonne. So it's Y-I-S-K-H. A, sorry. Y i s <laughs> k a h y v o n n e, Yiska yvonne You can put that in the show notes, please, guys. Because I'm <laughs> not doing it right now. Okay, I have mom brain. Uh, Yiska yvonne So it's on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Clubhouse as at Yiska. So just Y i s k. You
0: use Clubhouse a lot.
1: Not as much as I used to,
0: <laughs> but I am on there. And sometimes I've I seen that on. a lot. It was really
1: popular. Yeah. And it's
0: kind of gone down. It takes a lot
1: of work. And it also does. it became a place to just sell your shit and ain't nobody into that. So I'm trying to change it. I started a group on Clubhouse. It's called the Imaginatrix. Everybody can come join. It is not a sell my shit group. It is going to be a kind of like almost like a podcast, but not recorded where people mm-hmm. can ask questions. So sometimes I pop on and I'm like, give me, ask me a numerology question what's your life path. And I do that for people, but, um, I'm not on there as much because
0: it's everywhere. And I have to like conserve my energy. And then how much does a one-on-one call cost with you for like a numerology or any of those type of things? yeah so i
1: utilize all the tools in a call and it definitely depends on the person so some people they might need astrology more than numerology some people might need human whatever it is you know that i'm that they need it's kind of energetically at the moment if they ask for it specifically i will bring it in though so the one-on-one clarity sessions which are 44 minutes start at three they are 333 okay and so that is it's a 44 minute session but then it's also a week after so from the day to the week after is one-on-one 24 7 chat and voice like kind of support. I use telegram. It's kind of like Voxer. A lot of people use Voxer. Yeah. Um, and essentially if somebody does a session with me, they can send me a voicemail anytime and I'll get it. And I'll reply to them within like 24 hours. And so it's a week after of support to okay. implement and really ground in like what they've learned and if they have any more questions or they're like, this came up, what should I do? Or like, can you help me guide me kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So it is a one-time session for three thirty-three, but then it's also a week of practically one-on-one kind of like mentorship yeah. and the strategy sessions are 99 minutes and those are five fifty-five as of right now. And they include the same thing, the week of strategy. And I do also for people that have worked with me before I do offer monthly um telegram like 24 7 mentorship through that but it's only for people who've worked with me before so to make sure we're a good fit and yeah. that they can learn from me um and then there's the imaginatrix which is the membership and right now it is 22 dollars a month it will eventually go up but it's very affordable right now yeah. just and that will stay that way so even when i raise my prices in the next month or so anybody who joins at 22 a month stays at 22 month. so even if it goes up to hundreds of dollars in the future they will stay at 22 a month forever. So that's awesome. Like that's
0: a fair thing to do. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending your Saturday afternoon with me. Thank you. I had fun. It was nice to talk to another adult. <laughs> wasn't I my know, husband. right? <laughs> like baby talk or your husband or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Like this day, in, yeah. this day in the world, sometimes that's all we're getting. Yeah, we're going a little bit nuts. Like guys, I
1: need, I need another adult to talk to here. My husband's like always making music too. So I'm like,
0: you never talk to me. Not really oh. though, but yeah. Well, thank you again. And I will be following your journey on social media and I'll be looking out for that numerology calculator. That's super interesting. I will put the link up like when I'm done here so people can find it. It'll be there. It will be there, guys. Yeah, that's great. Okay, well, awesome. Have a great rest of your day. And it was great meeting you you and talking to you. You're welcome. Bye. Again, thank you for listening to Don't Call Me Girl Boss. The best way to support this podcast is by liking and subscribing and leaving us a review on iTunes and following us on Instagram at Don't Call Me Girl Boss. There is a new episode every Sunday, usually in the afternoon or at night. Thank you again for listening.